cats that um, don't fly, and uh, we're in the green cafe. <laughs> was that a, a fart or a moo? <laughs> I was, well, I don't know. It was in between. It was sort of just meditatively chewing the cud here, waiting for my big introduction. <laughs> Getting into character. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you, just to start off with. Oh, yes. Where do you stand on air fresheners? And I mean oh. that, not literally, by the way, as in standing on them, but as in what's your opinion on them? Well, you know those little things with the reeds oh, in, for oh, I do, I do, I do, only too well. And it's a bone of contention here. I thought you'd have an opinion at on that. Shea, Johnny. Because mm. I reckon if, you know, somebody could weaponise them, they could take over the world, because I don't think they're very nice. They stink, don't they? They stink the high heaven, most of them that I've ever sort of encountered. And you see these ones advertised. God, you, 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 you're really pushed against an open door here. It's as if we discussed oh, this. Have I unleashed? Yeah, because you see these ones that last for 90 days. I don't think so. You know, the ones that you plug in, they last for about a week. Mm. Stink the house out and then they're, they're, nothing happens as a result of them. I think they last for about 90 days if you turn them on for three seconds a day, perhaps, or something <laughs> like that. No, they no, make no, your eyes itch as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah I don't, do not like them at all. You know, um, they're horrible. And... You know, the old-fashioned... Of course, they're, they're gone like everything else. You plug them in the wall now and you, they sort of meant to, you know, do whatever it is they do uh, when you're behind the scenes. You know, the old-fashioned ones were even worse, perhaps, when you've got an aerosol can and you sort of spread it around the room and you couldn't go into the room for about 10 hours afterwards for fear of, <laughs> for fear of being gassed to death. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of them. Why do you ask them? No, I just thought... I, I saw an air freshener yesterday somewhere and I thought... What's the point? Just open the windows. Open the windows, yes. And let you the, know, let well, fresh air in. Well, because yes. I mean, they must they must have all sorts of dodgy chemicals. That they can't they be good, can they? Kick let's, off or kick out or whatever. Can't be good for you. They go about with great big jam jars, sort of, What's you know, in in meadows of beautiful smelling flowers, and I don't think that works. That and way. capture them and then sort of somehow send them into my house. No, it's all uh, it's like your food additives in them. It's that kind yeah. of thing. Or passive smoking. It must be passive close to smoking. passive smoking. I wonder I if anybody's ever done a study on that. No, probably that, not. Um, probably how bad gets, they are for you. Probably, probably gets under the radar, doesn't it? Because uh, probably. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on this. Totally with you. Um, and they've always got these weird sort of flavours, uh, not flavours, but flavours. Flavours. <laughs> are you eating them? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but weird scents. Yeah. Scents. Scents. Yes, and strange, strange bouquets, aren't they? You know, yeah, and it says essence like of some cotton linen or something. Yes, it smells nothing like it. Well, yeah, and, I and mean, who says what cotton smells like anyway? No, and what you know, fresh is it fresh linen. cotton? Is it freshly laundered? Has it been lying on a bed somewhere for six yards, six years? <laughs> Teenagers <laughs> bedding. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Not, not a pleasant thought. And what about the smelly <laughs> socks under the bed? You know, exactly. Yeah, the, oh, air freshness. Let's have a look here. Well, I'm no, just you're doing ta- some googling while you're talking. Okay, there. okay, but well, yeah, um, because once you find something, we can talk about about that. We we ought to move on to wine tasting notes as well. Why? Well, because you know they talk absolute gibberish, don't they? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting I'm cork getting from the underside of a boat, and I, and <laughs> yes, yeah, used to be a girl on TV was very very famous for her uh, florid descriptions of wine. Jilly Goulden, she was called. And Oz Clark, uh, yeah, they, they were on a, a food programme for many, many years, and they were very entertaining. I mean, they, the, the more people noticed it, the more they handed like up. You know, but it was, but some of the things you read are just absolute guff. 
I'm a member, of course. I know about wine. Well, I know how to drink. I know how to open a bottle and drink it. Appreciation. Appreciate it makes me feel happy. <laughs> uh, take enough appreciate of it. Wine, and, uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, like, I appreciate it quite a lot. But uh, I remember. Wine Appreciation Society. We should week, meet weekly, just get drunk and say, we love it. We love it. Yeah. Love I, wine. I, I, <laughs> I'm a member of a wine, a wine club, you know, um, oh. uh, online. Oh, only, only to sort of buy preferential prices you know so uh, I think we've discussed it before naked wines yeah yes. yeah so naked wines and um, I did put a comment one time on one of theirs I, I bought a, a case of this stuff and mm. uh, it was like a burnt it was a real I can't remember what it, what it's what it was meant to be but it tastes like it had been a, uh, rescued from a fire damage sale it had a real burnt a real burnt taste so I drank one bottle it's the only time I've ever sent anything back and some likely lad came on, and I, I put on it just um, because it's an unusual wine. I thought, well, it's not for me, basically. Uh, and somebody came on, some obviously far better informed person than me, you know, with great mm-hmm. wine knowledge, come on and suggested perhaps I didn't have the right gravitas or background to appreciate its unique bouquet. <laughs> now, only it was on a wine. Fo- I don't think they would have allowed fuck off, you tosser, as, as my response. <laughs> So, uh, so, so I maintain the dignified silence. But yeah, wine's terrible. So many, so many idiots on wine. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's just pretentiousness. You taste this, that, and the other. Yes, it, it goes a, well with beef. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's and the other pasta one. Pasta and meats. Well, what else are you going to eat? It never says goes well with couscous, does it? No, it doesn't. Or goes well with uh, I don't know, um, samphire or something like that. I mean. Uh, uh, yes, well with curry, uh, and it's, uh, that's also like the you used to get serving suggestions, didn't you, on on prepackaged food? <laughs> and it might be, you know, if the Yorkshire puddings and Bessie's Yorkshire puddings or something, other Yorkshire puddings are available. But say, let's say, just arbitrarily, Yorkshire puddings, serving suggestion and the photograph on the box was them on a plate. <laughs> I thought, oh, I was going to wear them too. Going to eat them out the box. Going to put them on a string on a on a bush hat instead of corks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, we're back into the realms of the bleeding obvious again, aren't we? Really? Yeah. You know, the uh, best thing to do is cook them. There's a bloke on TV. Cook them, Yeah, cook them and eat them. There's a bloke on TV who's on one of the morning shows who comes on and. Uh, tells you how to wear certain things. Oh, for God's sake. So, so somebody, somebody would say, well, some well-known Scottish presenter uh, would say, uh, so-and-so's on today and he's going to show us how to wear tartan or, or ply- plaid. What do the Americans call it? Plaid? Plaid? How do no you pronounce idea. that? Plaid? P-L-A-I-D. Anyway, we call it tartan. They call it plaid or plaid. Um, and, uh, you know, he'll have this bloke will sit on a sofa with her and, uh, you know, the selection of models will come on wearing... And basically, it's just a selection of plaid or tartan clothes. And well, I just call it tartan. Makes yes, it easier. I, yeah, and I yeah. <laughs> Get on with it. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I did realise I hung myself with plaid. Um, <laughs> the and I would turn to herself and say, the best way to wear clothes. I, I could go on doing that job because I would just say, you know, let's let's look wear look at red. Today we're going to major on wearing red. And here, and my my idea would be go to shop, buy red things, come home. Put them on. <laughs> Jobs are good. But you know, with tartan, there's also obviously the no underpants thing, isn't there? Oh, there is. Okay. Okay. The new. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. I've never, I've not never donned a kilt in my life. 
Oh, I'm glad to hear that. No, I've never donned a kilt. Well, I do. There is precedent because not only it's not the preserve of the Scottish, because your Irish have kilts as well. Oh, do you? Yeah, traditional Irish have got kilts. In do fact, you? you sometimes see them okay. on Irish dancing. The, oh, okay. the, the boys yeah. wear kilts. And I hope if they're doing a kind of show like Riverdance, they uh, do not uh, go commando. <laughs> I hope not. Always <laughs> <laughs> outdoors in the wind. Cartwheeling across the stage wouldn't be a good look, would it? The Marilyn Monroe thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that's a very really quite a big dress, that dress. I don't know. I saw, no, an, okay. I saw an item about it because she wasn't, you know, she wasn't the smallest person in the world. I think women's sizes, she was size 14 or something like that. Well, that is kind of kind of small these days, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they keep shrinking their, their clothes sizes, don't yes. they? What is what it? It used to be a 12, isn't it 12 anymore? Exactly right. That really annoys me because it's the same for blokes as well. You know, if you if you go and buy a pair of trousers in one retailer, you know, you'll find that a you know, 34 waist fits perfectly well. Mm. Some others it's too big and some mm. others it's too small. And is that just down to button, button misalignment, do you think, or just... No, it's the car, it's nothing. They're just missed. They're just changing the sizings because I used to back in the day wear uh, an eight or a ten, mm. and I haven't changed that. I've maybe gone up a size, mm. probably mm. from then. Right. Um, so I'd be now in that equivalent ten to twelve. Mm. Well, that wouldn't fit me now. Right. I'd be more well, like a fourteen. You know. Really. Only because the size, excuse me. This no, actually, I've changed. I take that back. I've got this wrong. But anyway, I haven't changed in size. Yeah. Um, but the I haven't changed much in size, apart from one size up. But the sizing, but the has. sizing has changed. What a better time to put a move in than now, then. <laughs> so we can delete everything we just said <laughs> because it makes absolutely no bloody sense. Now we might just take a little <laughs> bit of that out. So you promised the other day you were going to give us a good rant about. Um, Soap operas. Yes, soap operas. It's a kind of kind of a pet thing of mine. Because I used to watch soap operas. What pet thing as you like it? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a or a pet hate. A pet hate, yes, a pet hate. Uh, because I don't watch them anymore. But I used to watch religiously. Particularly Coronation Street, which I used to love because it was funny. And it was, you know, it was just a brilliant programme. Uh, so switched on. I used to occasionally see EastEnders at the very start before I feared for committing suicide when every episode was on. So I consigned that to the, the waste bin. And Emmerdale used to be funny as well. But here's the thing about your modern soap opera. They're mm. getting more and more... They're meant to be ordinary lives and ordinary folk, you know, but they're getting more and more outlandish. And they all are wannabe crime dramas now. Oh, um, I haven't watched for ages. Everything wants to be a crime drama. They've all got a you know a set for a nick now. They've all got a court set. They've all got police. Oh. It's you know I think go, go with the whole hog. Just become a just become a um, you know a crime show if that's what you're after. And of course, Emmerdale is is the famous one for catastrophes for a small village in Yorkshire. It's had <laughs> <laughs> it's had virtually Armageddon about the ten times. Village. Yeah, like a plane fell on it, for example. Oh really? Oh yeah, Jet. Oh yeah. When when they wanted, they got <laughs> many years ago. They got a new pro- a new producer who wanted to be a new bro- broom to sweep, you know, oh. away some of the dead wood. What better than a plane falling on your village? Oh, you know, and, and not just a little Cessna. We're talking the full works here, you know. Oh really? You, you're the big jetliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that took a few out. Then we had uh, 
we had uh, off the village, you can have a yeah, holiday. After, not, not long after that, they had a, a, a major storm where something collapsed. Um, oh, that took another few out. That took another few out. Characters. And then they had a major conflagration, uh, you know, big, big fire. And it's, you know, it's a very unlucky place. If I was uh, an estate agent, I think I would struggle to, to flog a bijou cottage in Emmerdale. You know, I, I, I mean, I, it just seems too unrealistic. I quite liked the fact when he was tackling topical stuff. Yes, you it's know, good when they do that. Things that we all deal with. Yeah. Um, great, you know, because it can, whatever. But yeah, yeah, but it's... But it's it goes a bit outlandish. It's, oh, for goodness it's, sake. It is. I mean, it, it's, it's heading towards the ultimate. We'd have mentioned it in passing, you know, the... The Patrick Duffy coming out of the shower in Dallas, in Dallas, you know, forget that last season because it was all a dream. So they're getting more and more preposterous. And then, of course, Coronation Street. And this Were is, you related this is... to Patrick Duffy, by the way? No, no. Are you sure? Not <laughs> yeah. even far away? Yeah, I might be. Because, um, the uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, me and Pat. in dreamland as well. Me and Pat, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah, no, it was just a dream. Yeah, well, Coca, yes, exactly. Because Coronation Street, see, now is it's gone down that same route. It's got police. It's got you know, druggies. It's got baddies. It's got gunshots. It's got uh, <sighs> trams falling off viaducts into Coronation Street itself. And you thought it's oh. symptomatic of what you're. you're Perhaps it's symptomatic of the Netflix age. People just want to crash by wallop and everything. Nobody's prepared to Hollywood. Yeah, nobody's prepared to you know go with the flow and sort of have a slow build on anything you know wanted instantaneous gratification perhaps yeah, I don't know everybody's bored with their cheating gossiping neighbour <laughs> don't want to have that anymore no no. Crashes and no same in the book world isn't it you know yeah you got to hook them bright and early yeah I'm not sure if I always agree with that one I don't always agree with it either myself you know I, I think you can I have an argument that says that, you know, if that was the case, and it was the case undoubtedly, and it isn't this case so much now, but, you know, so many great books would never have been published, you know, simple mm. as that, you know. Mm. And I've just read or audiobooked one called Piranesi, which is fabulous. Piranesi, uh, is that an author or is that? Yeah, that's sorry, the book's called Piranesi, and it's about an authoress, or an author rather. Yeah, Susanna Clarke. Clark with an E and it, it starts you know it really starts from a point of view of for, for a little while what the hell's going on here what is going on you can't mm-hmm. make head or tail of it but it's so otherworldly and ethereal uh, mm-hmm. and develops into an absolutely brilliant 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 uh, it's a fantasy story I suppose fantasy stroke crime story really uh, oh yeah I got it here fantastic I mean, on, it won the, on. I think it won the co- it's won a couple of big awards in its year Women's out, Price 2021 yeah it was out in, I think it was published 2021 1920 1921 it won stuff and, and her previous book Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell uh, was her big opening book which is a massive sort of tome which I haven't read yet or audio book yet and I may do that based on Piranesi alone but yeah I mean the point I'm making I suppose is you know so many people would have bailed and, and I nearly bailed on it myself I thought oh is this really for me? You know, mm. I, I, it was a good... I couldn't equate it to pages in because I was doing it as an audiobook. I, but, but but on an audiobook, which lasted about... I think the audiobook lasted about eight or nine hours. I was an hour into thinking, oh, is this right? I, I'm still mesmerised by the writing. The writing was fabulous. But I thought, what mm. the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's but it was done in such a clever way that I still wanted to know what the hell was going on. I didn't go, oh, I can't be bothered with this anymore, you know. Uh, but I could, I could still pull you in. Yeah, it just, it just it, everything was just dropped in a breadcrumb at a time, uh, and it was really fabulous. So you know, it's, yeah, it's, 
it's a real gift to somehow make people engaged. Yes, it is. It is, definitely. And it doesn't have to be big, big things. It can just be a small thing that is just very fascinating to read. I mean, people always say about... Um, engaging characters. I don't actually agree, necessarily agree with that. They don't necessarily need to be engaged. I think it just needs to be fascinating because it can yeah. be somebody who's completely off-putting, um, but you want to follow them. Yes, exactly. There's something fascinating about them. Yeah, it's something about them and the setting and, and what they're up to, and, you know, that, that's, that's enough of it. And uh, I think the thing about writing is there's no rules, really, in, in some respects. If you go on, no. online, you, you'll find more rules than you could find in, you know, the, the rule book of the world, but... In, in in writing which works, rules are broken so many times. You exactly. Know, ergo, what I've just said, uh, you know, if, if the rules that we're handed down as holy writ from the worthies who know these things or allegedly know these things... Um, nobody would have touched this book with a barge pole. I'm cons- you know, they would go, oh, there's no car chases in it. Oh, what's happened? I don't feel yeah. any empathy with this character. Ooh. It starts off as a, I won't tell you the story, but it just starts off with a really introspective narrator. Uh, and, you, and you just literally go, where the hell is this person? You know, you, mm. you, don't, you don't know where they are. They, they mm. reference their surroundings, but you don't know, you can't begin to understand where it is. And that, that only... Uh, is teased out. I hate that phrase, but it's only teased out, you know, as the book develops. Only, yeah. And, and you're well into the, you're well, well on your way through it before you realise what's happening. And uh, the only thing I would say, it's another world, and and that's that's all. But you know, it has it has many references to contemporary world, contemporary London, for example, contemporary mm. contemporary Britain. So that's a bit positive. There's a kind of disconnect between those two things. You think. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but a lot of, uh, there's a few fantasy books like that, isn't it? Where it kind of take it in the real world, but mm. it's actually a different. Yes, there it's is. Not, a, it's like the river. Is it Rivers of London? Yeah, Rivers of Aaron, London, which Aaron you recommended me, which I really like. Mm. Really excellent book as well. Uh, and, and, and I suppose if I was competent, uh, Piranesi would be close to Rivers of London in, in that oh, okay. in, in that respect, but but mm. totally different. But they're both they're both. In other respects, there's different as chalk and cheese, but there, there's that, that kind of otherworldliness, mesmeric kind of tone to both of them mm. that, um, that uh, you know, is really great. And uh, so I would recommend, listener, if you're still there, Piranesi, you know. <laughs> and I'd recommend it to you too, B. I think it would be right up your strata. Yeah, I just had a quick look at the um, Amazon page for it. Yeah. And uh, it looks good. Yes, it is good. Trust me. Trust me, I'm a doctor. We've turned into books today, haven't we? Where's oh, we have. Book, book recommends. We're book very... critics moaning about the wine critics. Look at what we're doing. Yeah, yes, Criticizing yes. books. What do you feel on page Ooh, three? The book titled of Peaches. White dog. Ah, the cover smelt of. Of course, that's the other thing now. Of course, uh, me, a, a confirmed audiobooker now, gets frowned upon by some of the, the book, the book Nicente. Or the pretentious... Yeah, who, who want to heave a massive tome off a big shelf after, you know, you go up on one of those big high steps and they, they're six feet up above you and on the very top shelf is a book which is about 12 feet by 12 feet and weighs about a million pounds <laughs> and they hobble down the steps with Complete it. Complete works of Shakespeare. And open it on the great big leather bound table and dust flies everywhere. Go, Smell it. It's great. You know, and they so I've got to get mine on audio books actually. You pleb? What do you mean? It's not reading? That's not reading. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) 
but of course that happened on the Kindle book. I mean, that happened on Kindles as well, didn't it? You know, it was it was frowned upon. You should have been on the tube, you know, thumbing your way through your paper bag, not your paperback rather, not on your Kindle. You know, exactly. How and when you went on your holidays, you had to take an extra reading. an extra big case for your books, just for the books. <laughs> just for the books. I, and you, I always take one hardback book with me, depending on where I go. Want to prop the bed up or something In like that? In case the broken Kindle Lego. crashes. <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh, well, it's like, yeah, it's like a backup, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case the Kindle crashes, and I don't read it on, unless it Kindle crashes. Well, I was going to say, it's handy. Have if you, one if you have a, book. Say your bed, your bed leg breaks or something like that, or you know the door yeah, won't stay you open. You'd use it as a doorstop. You'd use it as a doorstop, couldn't you? Yes, you signed your own book and then put it on the knees. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said well, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but one them. book before we go, because presumably we've oh, been yes, talking yes. for half an hour now. Yes, we have near enough. Twenty-four. Um, one book I can highly, 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 highly recommend. Two books mm. I can highly, highly, highly recommend. Among the books you can recommend, there are two. One is called "We Begin at the End," Intriguing. and it's by Chris Whitaker. Uh huh. You got to read it. And does it begin? The beginning at the end? is a bit slow. Mm hmm. The beginning is okay just a little me. bit slow. That's okay And I me. was nearly, oh, I'm not sure if I can continue with this. But I knew there was something in it that was just amazing. Yeah. And I had to start. I said, no, I'm sticking with it because yes. I can see this is going to be superb. Well, you're just describing what my thoughts on Perinacy were. Yeah. And your second one? And the second one is um, The Last Thing to Burn by ah. Will Dean. Oh, yes. I've seen that. You I've have to that. read that. I've seen that on, on, uh, on Tinternet somewhere. You have to read it. Right. I've heard good things about that as well, actually. So, the last thing to burn. I'm making a note. Yeah, read that last thing to burn. And we begin at the end. We begin at the end, yeah. Check that out. It's so good. I'm not sure which one I would choose if I had to choose what, just one. I think we begin at... No, no, the last... No, I don't know. Begin at the end. Or end at the beginning. I'll tell you what we need to do now when we finish. I need to dig up some library music of a string quartet. Why? Because you know, we've had a very lofty discussion about books. Oh, it's goodbye. This is going to be our pretentious show. Yes, it's goodbye from Ms. Rigenbecker and me. And we'll see you next week on Books Today. (laughs) Something like that, you know. Something classic. Critics of the year. (laughs) Well, on that note, read it. Yeah, on that note, I think it's time to go, isn't it? I think we've done our good bit. We've done our good bit for today, you know. Yes, and a good bit was at the end, isn't it? So it was, absolutely. Obviously, it's so good about books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the rest was crap, but you know, <laughs> but but the books bit was good. <laughs> the end was easy. I'll be you good day, Mr. Riggenbecker. A good day, Mr. Duffy. Thank you. Uh-huh.